the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I wildly appreciate that you listen to the show and support the show. Uh, make sure you pass it on to friends and family members because the goal is to get us all to retirement. The goal is not to like roll in money and burn cash. It's 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 that'd be nice, but it's to get us to retirement. Taking a look at some of the market headlines today. Um, we're moving higher, and that's a nice thing. It feels good. We've been in a volatile market for a while. There's no reason to think that you know there's a risk of recession out there. Taco Bell's going to start serving wine and tapas at two locations, one of them in San Francisco. Yay! Right over by AT&T Park. If you like Taco Bell, do you want to get it more sophisticated and have some wine with that? Probably not. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The S&P 500 up 15, the Dow up 152, the NASDAQ up 38. It's been moving basically straight higher for the day. Um, Dow probably starts to slow down around up 200, and we're up about 150. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, here to answer one of the biggest questions that everyone has how much money do I need for retirement? Or maybe how much do I need? Maybe not even money. How much do I need for retirement? Chad? Well, if you can if you can tell me exactly how much you're going to spend, okay. uh, exactly how long you're going to live, I can tell you the exact number. Oh, oh, by the way, also, Rob, you have to exactly tell me what your risk tolerance is and how you're going to invest. What is There's risk tolerance? so many variables here. Risk tolerance is your ability to deal with volatility without making massive mistakes. So the more aggressive you are, the more long-term rewards you can get if you don't sell when there's corrections. For example, you know, small caps and, and emerging markets, long-term rates of return have been very stellar. But you're talking about periods of 20 to 35% declines for emerging markets that can happen, followed by periods of 60% gains. 
So you can get rewarded over the long run if you can stomach it in the near term. So there's some people that get into retirement and they go through this process of working, 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 feeding this portfolio, focusing on a number that they need to retire. And then once they retire, they can't handle, they can't, if, if the market's in correction mode, they can't even function. They can't go play golf and forget about it. They're, they're nervous. They're losing sleep at night, wondering how long their money is going to last, wondering what their withdrawal strategy is. And they end up investing in, you know, 10-year treasuries and, and CDs and things like that. That type of person, you know, they're going to have to save a lot more for retirement than the type of person that's willing to deal with a balanced portfolio, three years' worth of expenses in cash, and uh, keeping their withdrawal rates on track. So what I mean by that is that, you know, the first five years to ten years especially, you don't over-withdrawal above your financial plan. What you do in the first ten years is very specific. So what you can do is as long as you've said, okay, this is how much I need to live, and based on where your accounts are, because a person that has 100% of their assets, Rob, in 401Ks or IRAs that has not been taxed yet, they need more money than a person that has a little bit of 401k, Roth, and taxable accounts. That person is more tax diversified. They'll pay less taxes in retirement. So it's a hard question to answer because it depends on where you've saved your money. Do you own real estate? Do you own 401ks? Do you own Roths? All those types of things. It's somewhere between, for conservative people, you can take everything you're going to spend, including taxes, and divide it by you know, either 2% or somewhere between 2 and 4%, depending on how aggressive you're going to be. So it's probably more than you think. And it's based on taxes, risk tolerance, and how long you're going to live. Quick question, though. I often say on radio, you're going to need at least a million dollars to pay you $40,000 of income in retirement. And that's going to get taxed, probably, uh, depending on how you saved it, Roth IRA or what have you. Um, Do you use that basic idea, or am I kind of misleading people a bit? Or help me me talk through this. So what you're talking about is the 4% draw rate that was developed in the 90s. Um, And in the 1990s, you have to look at what interest rates were doing, which were on bonds were paying about 6%, and dividend yields were closer to 3%. Uh, Both of those numbers are cut in half now. So there has been growth in the share prices of stocks, but the current income has been lower. So assuming that you can stick with that draw rate in the next 10 to 15 years without running into some difficulties and living into age 100, it's under challenge, Rob. It's absolutely under challenge in the old traditional way of retirement planning, um, which is, you know, balanced portfolio, draw 4% a year, increase it with 3% inflation each year, and you'll be okay till you're 95. Um, well, yeah, if inflation remains at zero, then, and that'll allow us to deal with 3% bond rates. But we're going to go through a transition period. So um, I think the, the, the safer number is definitely 3%. And on top of the 3%, that has to include things like long-term care insurance or plans to be able to pay for nursing home costs. Because if you live till 75, 60% chance you're going into a nursing home. That's not in your financial plan more than likely. So I think that 4% draw rate is a little aggressive. Okay. Thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. What I got out of that is... It's different for all people, especially where you live is going to make a huge uh, issue. But you also have to have a budget, and it's kind of not science as much as it is an art form of pulling that money out correctly. And some years are going to be easier than others. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's what he does. He's a financial planner. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Apple's secret car project is said to be having a big impact on the production of Tesla vehicles. Apple has as many as 1,000 employees working on Project Titan, with many of those having joined the company from Tesla. Um, it's not clear whether the delays to the production of the Model X have stemmed from the apparent exodus of Tesla employees, since the Model S sedan also suffered significant um, setbacks through production. But Musk told Bloomberg in February that Apple had been trying very hard to recruit from Tesla, uh, but so far they've actually recruited very few people. <laughs> looks like it's more than he's think. It looks like it's more than he's expecting. Google's getting into the car building business. On Monday, we learned that they are hiring executive with decades of experience. Um, this will cut down on deaths on the highway. It'll cut down on insurance costs. A car a computer can certainly drive better than you, especially impaired. So it's going to be fun to watch that as that plays out over the years. Um, Apple iPhone 6S, the pre-order tea leaves seem to be very strong. Uh, over the weekend, Apple does some financial engineering along the way that makes it really uh, in their favor to show you year-over-year improvements. Now, again, the law of big numbers says that will eventually catch up to them. Apple's iOS 9 comes out tomorrow. The new iOS software um, is only 1.4 gigabits, down from a whopping 4.6 gigabits of previous iOS updates. That'll be nice for people who've got a 16-gig phone um, on the smaller side. One of the best features is it'll save battery time. Again, is that a feature you want to buy? Probably not. But is it a feature that makes you more loyal? Probably so. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Costs are mounting huge as the fast-moving fires are hitting North Northern California. It's alarmingly close. A lot of times we look at these fires and we go, eh, they're in the central part of the state. This year, the Forest Service, which is in charge of much of the nation's firefighting efforts, has budgeted about $708 million for fire suppression and another $300 million in special account that was created in 2009 for firefighting. Um, the overall fire management budget is up about 60% from a decade ago for $2.5 billion. It probably won't be enough. As of mid-August, about $830 million has gone towards fire suppression. Um, blowing essentially past the budget and into the special account. And uh, we still have a couple months left of fires and a couple months left in the year. Holiday shopping season is in full swing for 32 million Americans. About one in seven American adults have 
already started their holiday shopping. Overall, 15% of Americans said they plan to start. I love this. What day is it? Holy mackerel, it's the day that we've broken out. The kids from Peanuts and their Christmas music. It's September 15th. What's that, about 100 days till Christmas? About, right? Because you got three months plus 10 days. One in seven Americans have already started their holiday shopping. One in seven Americans are losers for already starting their holiday shopping. 15% of Americans said they plan to shop early this year compared to last year. 22% of millennials, 18, 29-year-olds, said they will move their shopping schedule up this year. Um... What do I want this year for Christmas? You know, every year I ask my listeners to give me something sweet and something special. Last year it was send me your toenails to KDOW. Uh, this year, what do I want? Last year was toenails. I've done hair before, so let's not repeat that. Maybe baby teeth? Maybe baby teeth? Like, what are you going to do with them? Save them? Psst whatever um anyway 100 days till christmas roughly retail sales rose modestly in the month of august that's good for the economy um what's good for the economy is good for business what's good for business and beauty is my business i know when you look at me you go he must be in the beauty business beauty is my business you look beauty like a succulent baby lamb i do look like a succulent baby lamb and you know what all that's from steaming Steam room, 15 minutes a day, five days a week. Um, and lots and lots of water. So, and that's the secret of looking like a second baby lamb, like me. Oh, yes. I also, when I drink, I only drink organic. Organic beer, that is. So, retail sales rose modestly in August. Yay! Um, yeah. I'll add to that golf clap. Um, School bus went over the side of like a bridge today, and two people have died in a school bus accident in Houston, Texas. Is there nothing more horrific than thinking of a school bus accident? Um, one of the first things you learn in life is the wheels on the bus go round and round. And then you think, holy mackerel, there's a school bus that goes off the road, kind of off of a bridge, and two kids died and a lot of kids hurt, obviously. Nothing more horrific. Um, accidents happen, and that's one of the themes of the show, is you have to prepare for accidents. They will financially hit you. We had a caller yesterday who was a single mother of 35, um, which I have a lot of compassion for. And she's being sold a horrible product, insurance that acts like investment, uh, variable life annuities, and there's touting the low cost, low, but no, when you read it, there's a high cost. You have to be very, very cautious. Accidents happen, I get it. But don't mix investments or don't mix insurance with investments. Um, you want to buy term life insurance. Um, you never want to buy insurance. In my opinion, you don't want to buy insurance for a kid. Like, you'll see baby Gerber commercials on, like, um, Disney channels and stuff like that. You need to be very, very cognizant that most kids don't die until they're 73 years old as a man, 76 years old as a woman. 
So buying life insurance is like stupid. Now, if you've got Shirley Temple, then maybe you want to get some insurance if your daughter, who's six years old and she's a good ship lollipop, um, then maybe you want to get some insurance just in case because she's the breadwinner of the family. But very few kids are breadwinners of the family. PayPal's quietly reentering the online gaming market. Good for them. Morals, psh. Go away, morals. Do it, do it. Go gambling, go gambling. I'm the devil, go gambling. No, you don't want to do that, says the angel. So PayPal's going in with the devil voice, per se. In the past few days, a few U.S. online gambling websites have started to accept PayPal, a first in more than a decade. Uh, no official comment from the company. You know, at least they're not, you know, pitching something worse than that. I'm, I'm shocked, even... shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Target tested grocery delivery service. Who hasn't tested grocery delivery service at this point in time? Maybe that should be the story. Um, they've teamed up with Instacart, the online grocery delivery service that started in 2012 to let shoppers in Minneapolis order fruits and other perishables, as well as household pet and baby products, delivered to your home in as little as an hour. My my fantasy at some point in time is to quit this this media ruckus, sit on the couch, and just lay there and have drivers come in the house and put green slime and green paste in my mouth. Just and I want to get like really bulbous and and round like everywhere in my arms and my legs and my stomach and my head and my th- my throat. I just I want to lay there and have groceries put into my mouth. Like we never need to leave the home again. Taco Bell, taco, bell. Um, they're gonna start serving wine, beer, and sangria, and as well as frozen mixed drinks at two locations. Uh, one's in Chicago, and wait for it, wait for it. The other one is. That's right, baby. We got it going on here in San Francisco. People are gonna probably come to San Francisco just to go to the, the Taco Bell that has wine and tapas. Ringo Starr is gonna auction over eight hundred items December 4th through 5th at Julian's Oxford in Beverly Hills he must be on hard times because like the Beatles really not never ever got to like tour and the Beatles all the publishing went to John and Paul but he's auctioned off 800 items expected to bring in five to ten million dollars um interesting right Microsoft has a big event coming out October 6th and we're all going to go we want wearables. We want the Surface Pro. We want smartphones. Probably not going to happen. But somewhere out there, someone cares about Microsoft coming out with some new devices. And yeah, it'll be nice to see. <laughs> Another product event launch. Not excited. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. I start every morning uh, reading, updating myself, getting informed with page one. You're the first person I, I read, Patrick. How are you doing today? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well, thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. It's uh, credit where it's, it's due, per se. Now, the markets are dealing with a Fed week. Isn't that right? That is correct. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, should we... Should we, should we place a bet or or wait and see? I think you just wait and see. I think it's it's a it's a really close call um, as to what the Fed's going to do, and and I don't know if it really should be that close. You know, I think that the Fed has crossed up its communication so much uh, for market participants that, uh, that there's no real. Uh, hard, fast thought as to what the Fed is, is actually going to do. Um, so that's why you're seeing some of the, you know, you've been seeing this extreme volatility lately. That's been one of the contributing factors to it. Cause, but just as important as what the Fed might do is how the market might react after, after that decision. Um, and that's really, I'm going to be really keyed in on, on that particular uh, mode of thinking. You know, um, does the market react well to a rate hike? Does it react well to no rate hike? Um, you know, that's what people need to be need to be watching. <laughs> with that said, the, the stock market can withstand a Fed rate hike, right? Well, you would think so. I mean, you're coming from 0% basically up to, you know, 0.25. Some might, some are thinking maybe you might only go up an eighth of a point. So, so obviously, the Fed funds rate is, is still going to be extremely low. Um, and I, you know, heard another commentator the other day say, "Look, if if the market falls apart because the Fed goes from zero to zero point two five, you know, we've got bigger problems on our hands." Um, but I think that the 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 issue that the market is is grappling with here is that you already have a market that's. Uh, you know, effectively, you know, fully valued. Um, you know, the S&P 500 PE multiples trading in line with its 15-year historical average. So it's not excessive. It's not cheap. It, it's, it's it's kind of fair, right? Uh, and, but your starting point at this juncture for that fair valuation is a is a Fed funds rate, you know, at, at zero basically. Um, and any upward adjustment in the Fed funds rate and market rates as a result of that. Uh, is going to be a headwind, uh, really, for corporate earnings. And you're not seeing a whole lot out of the uh, earnings growth picture right now. And I think that that's, that's in the back of everyone's mind here, is that the even though the first increase is not going to be anything significant, um, it, it, it is the start of something, right? And the Fed is telling us that they're going to be, you know, gradual with their rate hikes, you know, that the... Uh, that, the, that the terminal rate's going to be much lower than it has been, historically speaking. And that all sounds well and good right now, but you can never tell the future. There's no guarantee that that's going to be the case. Um, and, uh, you know, you might find the Fed in a position of having to hike rates uh, much quicker than people expect to, or currently expect. And so, 
Um, so I think that that's overhanging the market here right now is this idea that, um, you know, the trend is going to reverse itself and at higher rates, you know, in and of themselves are not necessarily good for equity valuations. At some point in time, we'll get escape velocity from the Federal Reserve is the thought. Will we get escape velocity where we're not focusing on on a media level from China? Because I see their Shanghai composite index down today, 3.5%, and yet that's not pulling us down. Have we broken away from hyper-focus on China? I think in the very near term here, only because the hyper-focus is on the Federal Reserve uh, this week. Okay. Right, um, and what the market will be conscientious of after this Fed decision is is every incoming data point following that decision, right? Because if the Fed does nothing and you get data that starts to accelerate again, you know, where it's showing some encouraging pickup in economic activity, all of a sudden the conversation is going to shift again to the Fed's behind the curve, right? If the Fed raises rates this week. Uh, and the incoming data after that decision continues to decelerate uh, and, and shows a worrisome picture, the conversation is going to quickly turn to the Fed has prematurely raised rates. It's inviting, you know, uh, uh, an even greater slowdown, if not a recession, right? So that's going to continue to to create some of this volatility we're getting there. But for the very, very near term this week, it's all about the Fed in my estimation. So what's going on in China, people are paying attention to, uh, more so from an economic standpoint than what their financial market is doing. Um, but, um, you know, it's, we're going to remain on data watch, you know, leading up to the Fed decision and certainly following it. This week we've seen a lot of press already from Robert Schiller saying that we're in a bubble. Um, I've talked to Dr. Jeff Rosen before about the whole Robert Schiller, Paul Krugman, and he mentioned something like this is just dueling Ivy League school. Ivy League teachers just getting press, and he doesn't really pay attention to it. Do you pay attention to the Robert Schillers of the world? Because he's been right in the past about bubbles. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do. I take into account uh, what he's saying, and you have to respect the fact that, you know, like you said, he, he's been right um, in the past, and so you can't discount that uh, viewpoint entirely. You know, one of the things he did say uh, in, in highlighting his CAPE ratio uh, at currently being around 25, really, which is high on a historical basis for that particular ratio. I think the average is around 17 or so. He did acknowledge that while he's worried, that CAPE ratio could potentially go up as high as 45. So what he's saying is that um, the market kind of like basically have one of these blow-off tops, essentially, for whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's the potential is there, and in the event that that does happen, He's worried that you then see a real uh, subsequent nasty sell-off uh, as overvaluation, you know, these bubble valuations, um, you know, spook people. Um, so I respect what he says because, he, you know, he's been accurate. Uh, certainly had a very good line in terms of the housing market uh, downturn. Um, but, you know, dueling viewpoints is what makes a market, right? You have a buyer and a seller. People are looking at stocks and the market as a whole in a different fashion. Someone might think it's cheap. Someone might think it's expensive. So the person who thinks it's expensive sells to the one who thinks it's cheap. And in the end, it works itself out. But, um, you know, that's just how things work. I could listen to you all day. Like, I love talking markets so much. I could listen to you all day. Um, changing topics, though, or, or moving on, per se, 
Um, U.S. economy, we saw a retail sales report for August. Uh, what was it, a little weaker than expected? Right, right. On the, on the headline, um, you had some upward revisions to the prior months, which kind of softened that, that blow from the headline reading. So it wasn't as bad as it looked at, at first blush. And, um, and it was also encouraging you saw core retail sales, and that's retail sales that include like gasoline station, auto sales, and building materials and equipment supply sales. They were up 0.5% on top of a 0.6% increase in July. So, um, so that still is a, is a good indication. I think you can see it as a positive contributor to the goods component of the personal consumption expenditures uh, component within the GDP report. So something decent there. Uh, but interestingly, we are seeing that the, the gas price savings effect, though, is, is technically not really kicking in. Uh, consumers seem to be more predisposed to save that money versus spending it. You can see that in the fact that the headline number, the 0.2% gain in retail sales, was below the 0.7% increase in aggregate earnings that we saw in that August employment report. Um, And if that remains the case, you're going to continue to see kind of consumer spending increase gradually but not really pick up so much that you get that escape velocity we're looking for out of uh, GDP growth. Anything else that you're working on, sir, that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, well, the CPI report is out tomorrow. That's an, an important inflation data point. It's probably not going <laughs> to say a whole lot or trigger a whole lot of concerns about inflation, but we'll be watching that. But clearly, as we've discussed this whole interview, that the Fed is the thing to watch this week, and, uh, and after that decision, certainly the market's reaction to it. <laughs> when is the Fed uh, meeting going to be announcing whether they do or don't? Yeah, it's on Thursday, uh, September 17th. The decision should be out at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, I believe. Okay. Thanks for joining me. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Absolutely. That is the one, the only Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. He does a thing called Page One with Briefing.com, and it's kind of a tear sheet where it says, this is what I think about the market today. And for instance, he wrote today, the week began on a somewhat trepidatious note. Trading volume was light on Monday, and the major indices relented to modest selling pressure. It kind of gives you that thought of, okay, this is the story that we're, this is our story. Where do we fit in with it? And, uh, you know, talking about some of the retail sales, for instance, if you exclude autos, they're up six tenths of a percent. That helped cushion some of the headline blow. Um, because the headline was that we could back up two-tenths of 1%. It's interesting because you can get a lot of data out of this. You can see furniture and home furnishings, furniture and home furnishings um, dropped egregiously. So um, what's that mean? Should you be buying home furnishings store stocks? Probably not. Building materials and supplies, dealers down 1.8%. Gasoline stations down 1.8%. That could just be the price of gas, right? Department stores down two tenths of a percent. Autos were pretty strong, all things considered. Just throwing it out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome, welcome in. <clears throat> See if I can't use my adult voice, right? 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Kroger is dominating the grocery industry. The retailer has enjoyed 47 quarters of same store sales growth. They've just opened a new concept store near its headquarters, testing a new concept. It includes everything from gourmet food to clothing to wear housewares. Okay, wait. Kroger grocery store is now getting into the Target slash Walmart business model. Kroger's expected to surpass Whole Foods market within two years and become the nation's top seller of organic and natural food. Wait, wait, wait. Another? Really? Like, isn't Whole Foods the or the copy? Sometimes uh, it's not necessarily flattery, but it's definitely good business to copy what people want or copy other businesses that kind of track what people want. Uh, noticing today, PayPal has gotten into online gambling quietly. Some states allow it. If institutions allow it, PayPal said, we'll process it. Uh, that's trading at next year's 22 times earnings. That's going to be a very, very interesting stock in the coming uh, weeks. Uh, I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm telling you it's going to become a very interesting stock. Um, it's a payment processor. And someone like um, Google, someone may want to get into that and do it with a bang. So PayPal's new feature should help it fight off Facebook Messenger and Google Wallet. So, um, and Apple Pay. And we're going to start getting some Apple Pay um, information soon. Earlier this month, the digital payments giant PayPal launched what's called PayPal.me. The service allows individuals and businesses to create personalized URLs, which they can then share with friends, family members, and customers to receive digital payments. Um, PayPal has been facilitating transfers of money for years and years and years. So you log into your PayPal account, you create a customized URL. It can be based on your name or your business name. Um, it could be PayPal.me forward slash Rublack. It makes it easy to remember. So um, anytime you do a transaction, you have to fork over a little bit of money to PayPal, which is, again, I'm not telling you to buy, but that's what's interesting to me. Um, Sonic Corporation tanked, and I own no shares of PayPal at this point in time. I'm looking for an entry point. Sonic shares tanked after reporting higher sales and improved margins. They said same-source sales rose 4.9%. For the full year, they're up 7.3%. It's the largest chain of drive-in restaurants. They expect sales for next year to rise about 2 to 4%. Do we need drive-in restaurants? <laughs> I think that's a no. I think my talking jalopy of a car just said no. Let's ask, let's ask, let's ask the car once more. Will Donald Trump win the presidential election? thinking that's a no. Fitbit, you know them, they had a bullish start on Wall Street. Um, Fitbit initiated Pacific Crest with an overweight rating and a price target of $47 a share. 
That's a potential upside of about 47% from the last closing price. Fitbit is a leader in the wearable device market. I'm not going to jump up and down on this story. But again, they'll have a very good Christmas, and it's a Christmas investment. Father Christmas, give me your money. Um, so Fitbit is a, a Christmas investment, right? Christmas. Beauty is my business. Christmas is my business. But GoPro also a play on the holidays as man, I went in. So GoPro is now trading at 15 times next year's earnings. Oh, and for the record, I don't know this to be true, but I'm going to say there's a hundred days until Christmas. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited by that. Just saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and or more. Take a look at the markets. We've kind of tapered off. We started higher, and we've kind of turned sideways, which is okay. Um, we're having a good day on Wall Street. I still think China's got some issues coming down the road that will create some havoc. This week, we get the Federal Reserve. Um, a lot of people think the Fed's going to pass this month and maybe raise rates in October or December after being almost assured that it was going to happen in September. My personal opinion is I don't care. I don't care. I just don't. We want it to happen in like our strategist from briefing.com said, uh, if the markets freak out from going from z- near zero to a quarter of a point, there's something really wrong with the markets. And I think he's right. It's important to pay attention to. Holy mackerel, we have a death. Subway co-founder Fred DeLuca died at age 67. He's going to be buried in a vat of meatballs. He opened the restaurant a half century ago with a business partner, and he was just 17 years old. He's expanded it at a quick clip. Uh, he's been battling leukemia since 2013. We all die. Even the founder of Subway, the inventor of the six-inch under $5 sandwich. Thank you for bringing that to the world. As you leave, that's what you brought. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. You cannot find me at robertonegro.com, but maybe soon, one day. I love you. Um, Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for, you know, getting what we're doing here. Um, Don't forget about that Small Business Expo coming up on Thursday. More information at kdow.biz. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.